Retro launch break. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Retro Launch Break, the podcast. Over here on my right is my right nut. Say right, hello, right nut. Hello. And say hello, my left nut. <laughs> hello. And that, of course, makes me the Rick in the middle. Yes. yes. Nice. Oh, God. Uh, I love dad jokes. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, my right nut is always joining us here is, is uh, Nick. Hello. And, yes, my left nut here is always joining us, Eddie. And, of course, this is another episode of Winging It. So, any kind of topic we want to talk, talk about, any open forum that we want, what do we want to start off now? I think we decided yeah, we were video, video games. Right? Video games what first. What are we playing lately? Yeah. What are we playing lately? I am playing Pokemon Sword, and I am absolutely loving it. It is gorgeous. I actually just noticed something that was really cool that is such a, such a minute detail, but it shows that uh, graphics have come so far in terms of what you have the character able to do and not do and it could still easily be overlooked but it's such a nice little detail so uh in in the title game you have uh i think there's two like uh, competing rivals that you have and his name is bed i think that's how you pronounce it it's b-e-d-e okay i think i think his name is bed and he, he actually puts his hand in his pocket which is an interesting thing because, you know, you have clothes as, as a character. You can change your clothes, so it's, it's nice that they actually made it so that when he poses, his hand goes, you know, behind, inside the clothing. So it looks like he actually has his hand in the pocket. Ooh, okay. And after he, he looks at you, he turns his head and he lay, raises up his, uh, I think that's his right hand, raises up his right hand and uh, he has a watch and the watch actually moves. Moves down his wrist. Oh, that's and it actually that's goes inside. Huh? Yeah, it goes inside nice. the sleeve. Oh, that's cool. I noticed that, and I was like, "That's I love that. I love that they actually put that attention to detail in there." Yeah. And uh, of course, this is this is the the first. Wow, it's an, I'm just I'm blowing myself away by by the fact that this is actually the first console-based Pokemon game. Mind you, I've actually mainline played Pokemon mainline game. Pokemon yes. game because Pokemon oh, yeah. Snap. Uh, Don't forget about Pokemon Snap and Let's Go Eevee and yeah. Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, those are remakes of a original, but they don't they're never they're not considered part of the mainline Pokemon series. No, true, but they, they yeah. are Pokemon games on consoles. Yes. Uh, just as you mentioned Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. And wasn't uh, there like a Pokemon Stadium? Yeah, oh, on the Nintendo yeah. 64 and right? GameCube also. They made a Pokemon Stadium on GameCube. Oh, yeah, I've seen Oh, and seen. then there's the Pokemon fighting game, the Pokémon Tournament, that's which not, Oh, on the that, Switch. That's on the Switch and the Wii U. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. the Tekken one, the Tekken one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon. yeah. Oh, uh, so thank you for Wasn't <laughs> it Poke Poke Tekken? No, it's Pokémon, I think. I think it's like Pokémon. Oh, Pokémon. Pokémon, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like Pokémon and Tekken. I actually have that on the Switch. Really? I remember yeah. playing the demo. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, my daughter was one of her picks for games, and it's a fun little fighting game. It's nice. Nice. Okay, uh, cool. So, yes, as I was saying, um, so this being the first mainline, thank you, Nick, okay. this is the first mainline uh, uh, Pokemon title on, on, on a console, on a Switch, and I, I'm, for me, myself, I love console, I'm sorry, I love uh, mobile gaming, and the fact that the Switch is, you know, both, both console and mobile platform, and I can play it anywhere. I, I, I'm just loving the attention to detail in the graphics in this game. It's just, it's, that's what I'm playing right now, and I'm enjoying every single second I do get to play it. Nice. And that's what I'm playing right now. Okay. Uh, Eddie, how about we go to you next? Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> I've been playing a game called Frostpunk. Frostpunk? Frostpunk? Yeah, it's a, it's a survival, I guess, a strategy, real-time strategy game. Hmm, I was okay. hoping it was about Robert Frost, <laughs> who's rebelling against the system. Okay. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Oh, yeah, thank okay. you. I'll take that. Thank yeah. you. If you ever it, played games like, uh, is it like I Civilization? Guess, like, Tropical or Civilization. Well, or like what? It's like, a, like Civilization. What are you there. playing like, it on? A PC. Okay, yeah. because It's I, available I believe, on Game Pass right I believe now. someone talked to me about this. Yeah, and you're building cities, but everything's like in this icy tundra, steampunk-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was someone who talked to me about this game a while ago. Yeah, it's been out for a little while, yeah, right? Like a year or so? Yeah, it's been out yeah, for a year, a year, but it just wow. became available on Game Pass, which I own. Yeah, Mr. Game Pass. Owner of the Game Pass, so you're Mr. playing Microsoft. this on, on so uh, playing Xbox? It on, on the PC. The, there's oh. a Game Pass beta for PC, mm-hmm. oh, okay. so I'm able to play uh, PC versions of some of these games. Yeah. Um, it is available on consoles. It's the same Game Pass, Xbox correct? Like if you buy the yeah. Game Pass for Xbox, you get the PC exactly. one. It's all one price it's all for one both. Price, yeah. it's, I really like that they did that. Yeah. That was nice of them. Smart move. And it includes the gold. As yeah. well, so I can play, you know, online. Yeah. 
What does that mean? That includes the gold as well? Gold tier membership, so you can play with people online and get the games and all that stuff. It's like the highest tier. Yeah. There's platinum platinum and gold or silver and gold? I think it's just two now. Is this gold or the silver? Yeah, silver yeah. or gold. Silver is just a free base system where you can access the shop and you can't play all games online. Something like Only that, some yeah. games are allowed to be played online and then gold is paid online like all of the services have. Oh. Yeah. It's like it's like PlayStation Network or Nintendo Switch online. They just call theirs gold. Oh. Microsoft Gold. That's just the name oh, for it. Oh, I see. And then they introduced the Game Pass, which was separate from the gold membership where you just have a library of games, but they've decided to merge it together. So now you're paying for everything, everything. together. Oh, yeah. that sounds nice. That sounds At least good. that's what I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell us um, about... Uh, but the game is, Frostpunk? you know, what, what Nick was saying. It is, you know, in the icy tundras and the snow. Uh, apparently, you know, I don't know if it was like 1800s. Like, imagine if global warming happened and, you know, the world's cold, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And we find, like, the last... Supposedly, well, one of the scenarios is we find, like, the last city. And it's my job as the captain to make sure we survive by keeping a generator in the middle of the map, um, pumping it with coal just to keep it on as we survive the treacherous nights. And it's pretty cool because over time, um, the nights get colder and colder. Oh, wow. So it's like, you know, we got to keep pumping stuff and if we start building the city, we got to provide homes for everybody, you know, and then we got to provide, you know, like a, uh, a little house where they can make meals. Um, we got to gather steel, we got to gather wood. And then, you know, the primary coal. And then they added this thing called steam cores. Yeah, like a little core that's, like, very rare. I have to get those as I, like, search around the map. I can send scouts to explore. And I can find these cores that are used for, like, the more advanced buildings or uh, to build, like, automatons or, you know, those machines, the robots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because eventually you can build robots to just, you know, mine stuff for you. Steampunk robots. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fun game. Um... I'm really enjoying it. Um, I just like the idea. I think they did a really good job with, like, the style of the game. Like, it's, it feels dark. It feels cold. Um, Not to put you on the spot, uh, do you happen to know the company that makes it? I think it's, like, 11-Bit Studio. Oh, okay. And I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Three better than eight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like the the, the music. Um, mm. I, I can't explain it, but it's, it's just those... those like violin, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, cool, very cool. sad music. It's just oh. like, it makes puts me in the mood. Like, oh man, like orchestra. I'm getting music. cold. You know, wow. it's cold. Yeah. I, I just want to survive. I want to get. You know, I just want to keep my people alive. Do you? And do you, is there like um, to me because everything you described so far, it sounds like star like Starcraft, Warcraft and SimCity, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm curious now. Do you have like do you have to defend yourself against like outside? Intrusions? No, it's no. just the weather. Just the weather. Just the weather. Oh, that's wow. the, that's the main the main thing that's gonna kill us. And I guess just the lack of us gathering our resources. Like if I'm not making enough food, people will starve. Mm. Um, but that's about it. We could either starve or we can freeze to death. Wow. <laughs> or, or or no, oh, actually, I'm sorry. They do have this. Um, I guess like a book of laws where I can sign some laws that come into play. Mm-hmm. And depending on the law, um, some of them are like really extreme where it's like, oh, we can settle things by beating each other up. Wow. Right? Nice. But if you beat each other up, it's potential that somebody might die. Yeah. Right? Or I can send, you know, the, like a police squad or something like that to like patrol the city. But then at some point I can beat people up if they're not, you know, if I wanted to. Nice. Wow. Um, so it is kind of interesting, you know, these, these weird laws and different, like you could put kids to work. The moral choices that they Yeah, put the moral in choices there, yeah. you could put the kids to work. I never do. I always put them in, like, the child houses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, keep them safe. I like to be, like, you know, morally good in the game. That's good. But at some point, like, I I remember the first time I played, I I was like, okay, they gave me an option, right? I can either do, like, I have to give them hope, either through, like, some kind of, like, discipline Uh and law or through, like, faith and religious, Uh right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with faith because... I, I believe in, you know, being able to pray, you know, and yeah. keep the spirits high. So I went down that road, and then I ended up, like, hiring, like, these faith keepers. So pretty <laughs> much. They went around just beating people. Pretty much. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Forcing the, the spirits. Yeah. So I found that kind of funny. The, they were the ravens in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, who went around yeah. for the high septon. 
for his, I think they were called Ravens. I really want to say they were I don't Ravens. Remember, I can't yeah, remember. But I, have, exactly a, I have an idea yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They, they carved, they were Zealites and they carved the thing into their forehead and they went around beating people who yeah. didn't believe in the religion or broke the religious laws. And aren't yeah. they the ones that sent Cersei? Yeah. Like, they yeah, punished the her yeah. Yeah, on the walk? Yeah. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun. And I usually end up, you know, just going the other route anyways and just, you know, build a. A brothel house so the guys can you know drink and be with women and have a good time just to raise morale you know for wow. everybody yeah I'm sure the women are not too happy but <laughs> anything to keep the, the city alive I guess is there a is there a, a end goal um like there is uh it's, it's kind of funny because it does have scenarios oh, that okay. you can complete yeah. um the main scenario was just to survive uh, a huge storm that comes like 40 days in or something like that where it mm. just gets freezing for like a few days and hopefully you gathered enough resources you just survive um, the storm um, and then there is an endless mode where you can just kind of like I guess sandbox just build yeah. and just survive as long as you can that's cool uh, funny, yeah. funny enough I just realized since you mentioned uh, Nick since you mentioned uh, Game of Thrones and as the scenario you're describing do you think this game was inspired by the, the simple phrase of winter is coming no <laughs> was this entire world this no. game was built around that one phrase somebody at the, at the 11th studio <laughs> 11th studio heard, yeah, heard the, the tagline to no. Game of Thrones I, like, I doubt I that. got it I got, got it. it but we're gonna make it steampunk we're, but why cause steampunk is awesome that's why yes <laughs> see no arguments that's why okay awesome that's yeah, really yeah. cool uh, this is, is this um is this console no is this PC only or is it it's uh, available on both um, on PC too? and uh, the consoles both consoles Xbox and PlayStation okay do you think it'll ever be on the Switch Stranger Things have happened uh, that's maybe thing. I'm not sure no. it's a lot of these indie games that came out for mainly PC like uh, the grave the gravekeeper game right that came out recently for the Switch there was this game called like gravekeeper and pretty much your something along those lines. I'm You're in charge of building a graveyard and maintaining it. It's like really? a, it's like a harvest moon, but with graveyards. Oh wow! Yeah, and you're a grave digger, and you, it's to help a town and everything. And how hard is it to maintain a graveyard? It's it looks pretty intense. You should watch the trailer <laughs> of it. It looks pretty fun. Um, uh, well, okay. I'm being cynical, but I'm, I imagine yeah. the, the the gameplay is, is yeah. Intriguing. But that was one of those things that was on PC that it's like oh that'll probably never come out, and uh-huh. or now it's on the Switch. So stranger things have happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The one thing that I didn't notice about this game is there is a because I'm using the Xbox uh, Game Pass to play the PC version. I don't think it's uh, aligned with, um, I guess, what you would call the PC standalone that's available via Steam. Steam. Yeah. Because they have, like, DLC. Um, there's, like, this new DLC that just came out. Um, and I don't see it updating on my version. It could, I wonder if it's just delayed. Or, it could be just delayed. Because yeah. a lot of times, especially when games are newer to like the Microsoft platform from a Steam and Steam's far ahead. Mm-hmm. It'll take the company, especially if it's a game that's continuously going on, time to catch up to port all of that over. They don't just port it all over in one shot. Got so it, it comes out it. in pieces and licensing and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, oh, I want this game to people to play the core of this game, not just dive right into the DLC stuff. So yeah, all okay. that thought process probably goes into it, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just reminds me, actually, um, are you guys owners of iPhone? Yes. No. Right? Uh, have you heard of the Apple Arcade? Yeah, I've heard of Apple Arcade. I decided to join for a free month. Oh, yeah. And I'm stuck playing this one little cute game. Nice. I forgot what the name of the game is, but the idea is that you're, you're building a roads to connect a house to a building. Okay. Right? Okay. And it randomly generates the building, randomly generates the houses, and your job is just to keep building the roads to make sure they're connecting. Because the houses, uh, the cars in the houses have to go to the big building to get a point. Like it's like a little ticker that keeps coming up in the buildings, and eventually it starts generating random colors. So you gotta also match the colors. You gotta oh, match nice. the roads, and then eventually everything just starts intersecting and starts creating traffic. Huh. And then you gotta put, you gotta like kind of like manage the manage city, the, yeah. the traffic. I think that's the main idea of the game, cool. and it's it's kind of cool actually. I've been playing that recently yeah I've considered Apple yeah. Arcade because sometimes I'll be on my phone or my tablet and I'm like oh let me go into the store and see what little mobile games are here to waste a couple hours <laughs> and then I see games on there I'm like oh this looks interesting and it's like Apple Arcade only and I'm like oh I guess I'm not going to do this so game you have to pay for that yes $10 yeah. a month I think is oh, or really? 7 6 
It's a maybe num- six. I think it's, it's six. I think it's five ninety nine dollars a month. <laughs> Lease subscription. Something, yeah. Something yeah. more than you're willing to pay. Yeah. 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 For mobile games. Yeah. 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 So Not, it's like a, like a higher tier of gaming mobile. No, games? No, they just have exclusives like Oceanhorn Two, which is a Zelda esque type game. Oh. Um, more traditional Zelda, not Breath of the Wild Zelda, is is offered with our Apple Arcade mm. and just a, a slew of like their higher tier games, their bigger games are offered that way where you can't purchase them standalone. It's not like I can go buy Ocean Horn for $10 from the Apple Store or play it in the Apple Arcade. It's Apple Arcade only. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. and then the good thing is they do remove uh, like ads. ads. Yeah. And oh. they, I, I don't think they add games that have in-game purchases as well. I don't know about that. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't seen a game that has in, you know, in-game purchases but yeah awesome okay uh, I mean personally uh, just since you asked uh, I think uh, I'll just make the stance now whereas I I do not play mobile games I do not enjoy having games on my phone I think I think it's just it's my phone is supposed to be my phone and that's that's it whereas games are meant to be on you know a, a specific console or, or the handheld you know because if I'm if I'm playing a game on my phone it's going to drain the battery and it's going to defeat the entire purpose of having my phone I, I I see what you're saying, but like with phones nowadays and the way that games are optimized, it's not no. really as much of a battery train as and, you would imagine. If you don't like, if you like uh, charging your battery once every three days, then yeah, it's obviously going to be a drain. <laughs> and uh, and thank you for bringing that up yeah. because I can't I can't stand the controls. I can't stand the lack of oh, co- most most uh, yeah. mobile flat platforms are on the flat the virtual key the virtual controls. Yeah, I have, can't stand them. You yeah. put your yeah you have to put your thumb on the screen and cover. Yeah, what you're trying to see. I like the the mobile games I, I do can't. play are games where you tap. Mm, or no. drag to something I'm okay with that yeah. Yeah. I got used to it I got used yeah. to it yeah but I, I, like, I think we've talked about this in the past I've watched you play PUBG on your phone and I don't know how you do that because that's insane <laughs> with your thumbs not yeah, with like an add on controller just with your thumbs on the screen and I'm like I don't yeah, do that yeah I can't yeah. so yeah me personally I just can't do that so yeah. uh, that, that's yeah it's not an option for me okay so uh, moving on to Nick now what games are you playing um, so a friend of mine, Gio, he had this idea where he's like, I have a backlog of games. Yeah, yeah. I need to finish games before I buy more games. Okay. And that was kind of his New Year's resolution. And I just thought that that was a really good idea because I've been sinking so much time into Dead by Daylight mainly. And that's just an ongoing game that has no real end. And it's a you know one of those living, breathing MMOs uh, type games. So... I just decided that I have this backlog of games that I've been ignoring that I'm going to take a a page from his book and I'm going to try to finish games this year. And we're, what, 20-some days into January and I've already gone through and finished three games that I had been meaning to finish from last year. And I've moved on to my fourth. So the first game I finished was Luigi's Mansion 3. I was really into that in October and November and then I kind of put it down and focused only on Dead by Daylight. And then I got back into it and I finished it. And that game was phenomenal. Um... Last two boss fights were a little frustrating in the way that they wanted you to use the mechanics versus how they had ever showed you the mechanics before in the game. It's like, yes, these are all mechanics in the game, but the way they combined them felt like it was like, we're doing this to make this harder than it should be unnecessarily, Mm -hmm. considering how much of the rest of the game was just like, oh, use one or two mechanics. And now in these boss fights, it's like, you have to use four mechanics and juggle Luigi and Guigi like back and forth within three seconds or you're going to die. And it's just like, Well, you know, that's interesting that you, that you, you bring that up because in an action, in an action type game, it's like, how could you make it difficult? Because in an RPG with like a turn-based RPG, you have stats involved. Yeah. And if you have a boss, usually the boss is stacked, or it's some sort of multiplier based on your own your own stat your own stats, or even some in some cases where um, the the boss has a set amount of stats, and you can actually grind up and be pow- more powerful than the end boss, yeah. and then make it even easier. In an action uh, an action game, how how would you make a boss difficult? Unless you made the challenge of fighting him more difficult, you understand? No, what no, I'm I get. I'm, I'm fine with it being challenging. That wasn't the problem. It was my problem is the pacing of the challenge. The pacing of the challenge. Yes, the ramp up for every boss you fight before that is you know relatively easy for the game. It's you use one of the mechanics really. It's like oh, right, I'm gonna yeah. have to use the plunger and pull off a shield and then flash yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But this is one where it's they wanted you to do so much more than they had ever presented you even relatively close to so it's like you understand all these mechanics individually 
but now work them all together in a precise timing situation, which you've never had to do before, to beat the game. It, it's okay. not like it wasn't like yeah, a gradual yeah. step up in, to it. In defense of Luigi's Mansion, the, I'm trying to think of a specific scenario, but I'm pretty sure scenarios like this have existed in Zelda games, where you you have to you you, you gradually learn the mechanics. Yes. And then, and the end boss, you got to do them all. Yes, but but with Zelda games, it's Luigi's Match was a great game, phenomenal game. Everyone should play it if you have a Switch. Um, it was one of the best games for Nintendo last year. I was enjoying I, it yeah. when we were playing it together. When we were playing was, it together, I was seriously. I mean, I want I want to stress yeah. this as much as I can, uh, and to you, Nick, to our, and to our audience out there. I, I I was never a fan of the games. I was never interested in the games. But when we were playing together, yeah. I was having the best time. Yeah, it's, I really really. It's a really good game. game. I was yeah. that my only complaint is a small one that I felt like I got through the bosses no problem, but it was just the ramp up I felt was a little uneven. That's all. That's mm. really all it was. Was just like the 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 level up for that. Not even the last last boss, but the pre to last boss. The last boss that leads you into the last boss. You know how they do that in games. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, this should be the end. And oh, wait, no, there's one more. Yeah, yeah. this isn't my final form. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the last, last boss was easy. It was just, took a little more. You, It was just, you had to show more patience in that one. But the, the just last. Just trying to figure it yeah, out, right. The second to yeah, last okay. boss, I guess I'll say, was just a little more the timing element. It was a little weird. It was just a little frustrating of a fight. Um, That's, I know. Yeah. That is uh, Mega Man games for me. Uh, trying to figure out not just the bosses themselves, like the eight the robot yeah. ba- uh, masters that you have to challenge, mm-hmm. uh, but the the end, end boss. Like I'm, I'm thinking of not just Wiley. I'm, I'm I'm specifically thinking of the X series mm-hmm. uh, when you get to Sigma. Oh, Sigmas, yeah, yeah, it's like like because like, you have you have to learn the pattern, but like learning the pattern while doing it, it's like really really tough. And then if you don't get far enough and actually get enough practice to learn the pattern, it just becomes more and more frustrating. And it's not only learning the yeah. pattern with Sigma or any end Mega Man bosses, learning the pattern and learning which. Of the eight uh, to ten mm-hmm. weapons you need to use. Yes, yes thank you. Thank you. And, if, yeah. and then we'll take Mega Man X, the first one, as an example. If you didn't do everything to get the Hadouken, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That fight is like a thousand times more difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, okay. and that's what it's making me think of. Yeah. Or is it an X2 that you get the Hadouken? Uh, no, it's an X. It is an X. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, because yeah. the next X2, I do believe you get the Shoyuken. Yeah, you get the Shoyuken punch. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So now, so oh. that's what that's what you're. I, I could yeah. equate it to. Yeah, which and is it's fine. It's fine. It was just a little jarring, I guess, because it was so unexpected for me at that point. I guess. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, then after that, I moved on to Kirby Star Allies. Great game. I love Kirby games. Um, yeah, Kirby games are adorable. Yeah. This game was this game was grandly easier than any other Kirby game I've ever played, and Kirby games aren't well, difficult at all. You have a party of four. Yeah, you have a party yeah. of four, and it's a little, but it was a really fun challenge. I really liked the last bosses in that game. The very end of the game got really amazing and really fun, and just all the different mechanics they threw in there. It kind of uh, reminded me of the end of Kirby Planet Robobot, which was the one on the 3DS right before this one, which was just a great game from start to finish. Um, yeah, so I, I finished that. I really enjoyed that. If you like Kirby games, it's a fun Kirby game. It, it is. It's you know, it's appealing to all ages. I guess that what is. It's okay. Little kids could play it, and up to adults. So that was good. I've I've never played one. Oh, they're so. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of Kirby ever since the Game Boy one when I was. I, I want to say like eight to ten years old when that came out. I remember they're like going, plaf- platformer games. Yeah, they're right? platformer games. Yeah. yeah, I remember going to Toys R Us when that was released and getting a copy of that, looking at the little card, flipping it upside down. I want this game. Yeah. Taking uh-huh. the piece of paper up to the register, having it printed on the receipt, going over to the cage to have go them to bring the, the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take the receipt uh, with the with the little tags stapled together, and then they brought out the game. But yeah, Kirby, I saw a Nintendo Power for the Game Boy, and I wanted that game. And oh, yeah, wow. I really enjoy the series. It's one of those series that I forget how much I enjoy until they put out a game. Um, and then after that, <laughs> moved on. I, I moved on, and I was one dungeon away from beating the remake of Link's Awakening when I just stopped everything oh, else. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, on Hero that Mode. That latest one, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah the Link's Awakening remake on Hero Mode. And so I went through, and I spent the last hour and a half to finally beat that. And, I, li- yeah. I like how you're very nonchalantly saying... 
Oh, I was uh, one dungeon away from beating <laughs> yeah. Legend of Zelda yeah. Link's Awakening in Heroes Mode. In Heroes Mode. Because there is a difference <laughs> in Heroes Mode. Is that the hardest difficulty? Well, it's it, may, it gives the game difficulty. The thing uh-huh. about uh, Link's Awakening was it was for the Game Boy. It's a phenomenal game, great story. People always talk about how Majora's Mask is a dark story. This was the first dark story for Zelda, hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. the Zelda series. But... It's it's a it's it's a relatively easy game. There's not a huge challenge in that game. Uh, the dungeons, the puzzles can be a little convoluted at times, but it's not challenging. You you never feel, felt in that game on the Game Boy like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this boss because everything <laughs> once you figured it out, uh-huh. and they usually gave you enough hints to figure it out, but just some of the well, puzzles in the dungeons. Wouldn't were you say that they they perhaps intentionally didn't make it difficult because because it's, it's, it's on a, the Game it's Boy. It's a literal love letter to the game. Yeah, and it's on the Game Boy, and the whole backstory of how the game came to be. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Once it was, again, it was rushed. Yeah. As no, it wasn't rushed at all. It was a side project for people who were trying to, of at Nintendo, who off hours were like, "Hey, let's figure out a Game Boy game. Let's make a Zelda game for fun." And then they pitched it, and it mm. turned into a real game. So it was a game that was done, I think, by R and D two. I want to say, once again, as I do almost every time we talk. Um, Norm, the game historian, has a phenomenal (laughs) video on the history of this, which details it much better than I ever could. So if you want to know that backstory about um, how the game came to be, that's where you should go. And it's it's a great story. It's a great game. But Hero Mode gave it a real challenge. There were times where I was like, oh, man, I really have to be careful because the difference in Hero Mode is there are no hearts in the game. The only way to recover hearts is to find a heart piece, like a piece of a heart Mm -hmm. to increase or to find fairies. And there's only, I think, like four or five fairy caves throughout the whole map. Do they, um, yeah, the, the fairies, fairies come back? Yeah, the fairies will come back and you can oh, catch right. them in jars and you have three jars. But it's still, oh, and there's like, um, there's this medicine you can get to where if you die, if you fall in battle, mm-hmm. you get all of your hearts refilled. But you have to go talk to a witch every time this happens. But it's it's a difficult, it was, it was a, more of a challenge in this game and I enjoyed that. Having a challenge in this. Game. I just want to say, how dare you? She's a nice lady. And oh yes, she's very nice to make you potions. So yes, but she actually her name I can't remember her name. It's something witch. I think she's a I think she's a witch. I think, is she the witch or is she someone? Yeah, else? she's. I, gosh, she has she's not name. the she's not the spinning witch. The one who gives you the the magic powder. There, she's a different one. She's like she, a younger. Yeah, because no, not the younger one. Because the younger no, no, one the younger one gives you the salve. The salve. Yeah, it's called like um, it's called secret medicine. And it's like a rubbing salve that you put on yourself. In that game? Because in, in that game. In, uh, in that game. World, no, 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 they, no, they introduced no. the, the that's daughter. A, that's a different... That's different? That's different. Uh, okay, yeah, that's okay. a different lady. Yeah. Okay. That's a totally... Because, I mean, okay, the game is 30 years old almost, or it is about 30 years old. I'm, spoiler alert here. If you don't know anything about Link's Awakening, you should fast forward 15 seconds from now. Um, it's a dream. The whole thing's a dream. You've... Your ship in the ocean has crashed, and it's a dream, and you're trying to wake up from this dream. And by waking up from this dream, you destroy everything on the island. So everyone on this island that you've met who was alive is not. They're all a dream being held by these creatures called the Nightmare. So you kill the Nightmare at the end, awaken the Windfish, and everything disappears. So all the interactions you had, all these characters, you were like, oh, these characters are great. They're gone, and you're sitting in the ocean on a little piece of wood... And that's how the game ends. It's wow. it's insane. It's one of those like the first time I remember getting through that. Uh-huh. And they're talking about like, oh, wake the wind fish and you know all this stuff. And I was like, what's going on? And I just couldn't even comprehend it as a kid, really. But um, yeah. So then I, I so I've beaten those three games, and now I'm going back to Octopath Traveler. I enjoyed Octopath Traveler the first 15, 17 hours I put into it, and then I put it down for other games because. That was at the time when the Switch was pumping out just quality games and quality games, and it felt like every two weeks there was something that I had to play. But now I'm going back and I'm finishing this up. So I've got seven games total to beat this year. Wow. Um, I think six. Six or seven games that were almost finished or like Octopath barely started, and now I'm going to go back and finish What kind of game is Octopath? I've never heard of that. Octopath Traveler, it's a Square Enix RPG. Oh, okay. um, it's by the team that made the Bravely Default series. And it is, there's eight main characters in it that you're living their stories. So every letter, the reason it's called Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. is because you're traveling around and each character's name is one of the letters for the word Octopath. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's and cool. that's why it's Octopath. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
that's where that comes from, eight octo people in Octopath. So you're getting all these characters together, and I'm at the point where I've almost, I have one character left to get in my party to have all eight, and then to continue the story. And I believe what happens is you're playing all these storylines that are completely different around this map that all somehow merge together, and I'm really looking forward to that. Once you get through everyone's like chapters, their backstories and where they go, they start to interact with the other characters, and then there's probably a common goal in the end, I imagine. So I'm really excited for that. Nice. Um, pretty game, nice music, uh, really fun battle system once you get used to it. It has this weird battle system where like, every enemy has a shield. Like They'll take damage, but they have a shield, and they have weaknesses to different types of attacks with different weapons or different magic. And if you get their shield gauge down, you break them, so then for a turn or two, they cannot attack, so you can have free attack on them. Mm -hmm. And you also have the chance to... Every time you attack, you build up a gauge up to, I think, three or four. And then you could use that gauge to do one, two, three, or four times the power of the attack. Or if you're doing, like, a slash attack and you go up to three, you can knock down three of someone's shield. So you could break faster. It's, it's a really interesting management okay. way. It's kind of like I was talking to Rick today about this at lunch. Um, the... The battle system, the battle system for Bravely, Bravely Default. Default, how you could wait to have your gauge, but this one you don't have to wait. The gauge... Well, in, yeah. in, in Bravely Default, you could... Uh, it's, it's in the title. It's you either act bravely or default, meaning by defend or wait. Uh, uh, okay. So in Bravely Default, there's a system of you can wait and not do anything for a turn, but bank up those turns and up to, uh, I think, a max of three. And, and, and you know, sequentially do actions, not just attack a couple times, or, yeah. or, or, or I'm sorry, not like maximize yeah. attack, but you can do an attack three times, or you can do an attack, use an item, use magic, something like that. So you have three different turns to do three different things. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or you could, uh, uh, you, you are, yeah, I'm sorry. So if you, if you wait, you can actually bank up and do, do, do three, di three different things and then uh, either go into like a negative state where you actually use up a whole bunch of turns and you have to then wait until those turns actually pass. Or you can make sure that you that you can do three different things so that on your next turn you can actually do something, or or you can just actively always always actively try to do something. I uh -huh. say always, but you can actively try to do something and then wind up exhausting your turns so that if you actively do you have a counter and if your counter is at zero and it goes down to negative three because you used three actions, yeah. uh -huh. you have to wait those three turns until you can do something. Okay, but that one is turn based. It's turn based. Well, that, this one's turn based. This one's well? turn based too. Okay. So it's just it's basically a simplified version where they took out the penalty for attacking or the penalty or the bonus for waiting, waiting that's, yeah. the, that's the difference okay. so, so the yeah so that's why okay. that was my biggest problem with bravely default when i first played it when you lent it to me all those years ago was the battle system and this one's just a more simplified attack first battle system and with an rpg i like an attack first mentality i guess that's why i enjoy pokemon games because who needs leer I'm just gonna attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. It's bravely default. It, it, yeah. it spoke to me on so many levels. It's it's one of my favorite titles, and there's only been two on the DS. But I I played them both, and I've absolutely loved them. I've I've played those games to 100% completion, uh, and and in those games too, you have uh, job titles where you actually uh, can can have everybody learn specific uh, skills. Or you can have them learn do some do something like me and have them learn everything, even if they're not even going to use them. And I have I do that because <laughs> just that that battle system and and having people learn all those skills and everything for some reason that really really speaks to me. And I love games like that. And there's been other um, Final Fantasy titles that have the same kind of mechanic to them, uh, like that. And I just it, I, I really really like dig it. Well, it's just it's yeah. just. Because it's of your love for those games, I really would like you to try out Octopath, the real game, not the demo, because they changed it from the demo to see if you maybe want to give it a second chance. When I'm done with it, I'm going to lend it to you. Yes, we, yeah. we have yeah. I, we have spoken about this. I've tried the demo. I, I just I don't know. It didn't it didn't just didn't do it for me. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it, but as you keep recommending, and it actually it is as you're saying, it is different from the demo. I would like to try. I wouldn't. Yeah, because I wasn't it. totally sold on the demo either. Mm -hmm. This was a game that was given to me mm. by a friend, and it was one of those like, oh, you really have to play this. I a friend bought it, and then got hold of the collector's edition oh. because loved the game so much. Went out and bought the collector's edition and had the game, and so gave me the game. I was oh, like, nice. Try it. So okay, um, and then so I tried. I was like, okay, I'll try it. I ran to the rave. That what a great game it was. And then I went into it, and I because I remember the demo. I was like, I didn't really enjoy that demo yeah. too much. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do this. And I started playing it, and I was like, I was like, wow, this feels so much different than what I remember. So yeah, 
Yeah, so that's what I've been playing. And then next time I'll talk about what I've moved on to next if I finish this game. (laughs) Yeah, you got seven titles to to complete. It's actually, it was seven at the beginning of the year, so it's four. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's cut its way down quick because a lot of them were so close. Actually, some of the other titles too are also really close to being finished. Oh, man, that's nice. At least you got like a backlog. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the games I'm playing are just endless no matter what I do. Yeah. No matter what I do, like if I go back and play Call of Duty, it's just <coughs> online shooter, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, this yeah, yeah. Frostpunk has an endless mode. <laughs> and yeah. I just keep playing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting <laughs> with those types of games because, like, I remember like Starcraft. Starcraft, yeah, the campaign, but like you'd always do like the online. online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you just you just play until you get burnt out, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. My kind of games, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do want to move the conversation on to a little bit of video game news because since this has been announced, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. I would love to hear your opinion on this, Eddie, and yours too, Rick. Um, Xbox Series X is coming out this Christmas. This Christmas, right? Yes. And they said for the first year, there will be no exclusive games for this, meaning that every game that comes out on this system will either have come out on another system, the PS5, the Switch, or if it's a Microsoft title, it will also be available on the Xbox One. Okay. So, like, say they put out a new Halo for the uh-huh. for the Series X. All it's going to be is an up-graphic version of Halo that they're also going to put out for the One. Because they're trying to tell the consumers, we're not abandoning the One, but we're bringing this new console for the hardcore fans, I guess, of the system. Or hardcore fans of graphics. How is an Xbox aficionado we'll use the word do you feel about something like that um very neutral i I think it's it's a good idea i guess um they are going into this series mode for a reason right i I think it is to be able to i think that is the main concept the main idea behind turning it into a series where they can just keep making games also for the people who are not Upgrading to the latest or to series. PC, or for PC also exactly. or the, their Game Pass on I think, PC. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just all has to do with like the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. You know how, how it's available on console, how it's available on PC, and I'm actually and mobile, excited. Right? Or it's coming to mobile. That's what I'm excited for. I'm yeah. waiting for them to release their streaming mm-hmm. service, which yeah. would then I would be able to play these games on my mobile phone. Right, I'm yeah. guessing that's the idea. So oh, like uh, like Stadia, kind of like Stadia. Yeah, they they have their own. I think they're working on yeah. their own version of. They're that. working on their own version of Stadia, and it was funny because Stadia was like, "Hey, we're here, guys!" And then like a day before Stadia was coming out, Microsoft was like, "We're doing it better," <laughs> and it was like, "Okay." And I'm not a Microsoft fan by any means, uh-huh. but I will say, as someone who's a Nintendo fan and just I've never really been that much into Xbox. I do understand the direction they're going in, especially considering the problems they had with this last generation of console. Um, Like, the Xbox One did not sell near the levels that the PS4 did. And now the Switch is creeping up on it already, or bypassed it already in sales, and it's been out for a lot less time. So I do get their idea on trying to sell more systems and make it more accessible for everyone, and not force people into, like, hey, you have to buy our system or else, because that's not working for them right now. Yeah, so I'm yeah. keeping an open mind yeah. on this on this uh, direction that they're going yeah. with. Were you aware yeah. of this, Rick? Uh, no, I was oh, not. Okay. I was not aware of this at In, all, and I didn't even know reaction? what it meant. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of understand what's happening, what that means, but it, it doesn't affect me, so I don't yeah. care. I just Oh, I was going to say, just as, <laughs> just as an industry-level thing, like just the well, fact that they're... It kind of makes sense. They're deciding, like, hey, for the first year, we're going to cannibalize our own market to a degree by letting you buy these games on the last console, on the uh-huh, last uh-huh, version yeah, of it, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, unless they were promising... I don't know. It sounds to me like if there if there's no reason that this new console does something that the other ones can't can can or not cannot do for a title there's no reason to to pretty much abandon this previous console unless they're doing yeah there there it doesn't sound like they're making any kind of game that requires that's this yeah, much that's more the point. processing like, power or this type of type of video card It'll so, just it'll just look nicer. The graphics will be cleaner. Maybe the load times yeah. will be faster. So, so Little yeah. things Essentially, like that. It's, yeah. an, it's a it's a PS4 Pro, right? Well, that yeah, that was a slight up-res, So I think this will be a difference. This is a huge yeah. Leap. This is a huge yeah. leap. Oh. I I don't want to get into teraflops because I'm not good with teraflops. <laughs> but the teraflop number for the Series X versus what the Xbox One is, 
tenfold or some nonsense like that. It's a it's a lot more um, horsepower under the engine. We'll uh, say in this new console. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure on the numbers. And it looks like, like an obelisk. Better than the Xbox One X. Twenty times. Okay, I yeah, twenty. Yeah, I heard something like that. Maybe. So the game will look yeah. even nicer. The, the graphics will look even cleaner. The draw distance will be further. The load times will probably be faster. Um, just yeah, draw distance and rendering yeah. space. So like seamless worlds can be bigger without having to like oh we have to transition for a load now because we can only load x amount of depth in our x y and z axis uh -huh. so, and yeah. they are promising to keep up with the backwards compatibility so oh, okay that's i nice think i am able that. to bring my entire library mm -hmm. that what's available on the it Xbox has a little slot X. on the front for discs so that's nice <laughs> a little disc slot on the front i i hear the same thing for the ps5 that this I, full full backwards compatibility what does that mean for them though that's the, the, my question for that is because i'm not fully sure on that they say full backwards compatibility they mean full backwards compatibility to ps1 yeah, that's that what cool. I imagine what it means. Yeah, but or do they mean full backwards compatibility? Is every title from PS4 will now work on this? Because that could mean two things. Yeah, full backwards compatibility means it could be fully for one generation. That's that's it, really my question. I think in this day and age, it'd be ridiculous for them not to acknowledge the fact that people there's still an it? interest in in older titles. Well, yeah, we know people want this because with uh, the PS3, this happened where they put in the PS2 yeah. and then they took it out because it cost too much. Yeah. So that's the thing. We found that the PS2 versus the PS3, okay, 1, 3, and 4, it seems like, can all play the same style of discs. The two is the outlier here. Two has to have a different type of lens to play the disc or something. Oh, because okay. pretty much what the PS3 with the PS2 was, it was a PS3 with a PS2 built inside of it. It wasn't software. It was hardware that played your PS2 games yeah. for those. Yeah. So they removed that hardware because it wasn't cost effective. And I'm just wondering, like... Are they going to do that again, or have they found a way to emulate it with software? Like, it's going to be interesting. That one will be it interesting. It sounds to me like that, exactly, because it's, again, it's, it's, um, it's foolish. It's, I would think it's foolish not to acknowledge the fact that what everybody has been doing with these uh, mini consoles is opening up its library to everything. Emulation is here. I mean, sure, it's, it's, a, it's a form of piracy. Yeah. But if, it's a, if it can become a company-supported format of it... Yeah. Then why not? I would I would one hundred percent support it. You hear that, Nintendo? <laughs> I want a Switch Pro that I can put my NES and Game Boy cartridges into, <laughs> and Super actually, Nintendo. I actually forgot yeah. about discs and physical copies of video games. I, oh, I actually buy most of my stuff digital. Oh, digital. I'm completely yeah. the opposite. I only buy digital when I have to. If it's a game I really want to play, that's digital uh -huh. only. But if there's physical media for it, I want that for the future. That's interesting. Because um, okay. well, I'm the, the collector in me. I collect uh -huh. for the NES and um, and just old video game stuff in general. I collect stuff and I like it. I like having it. It's something that mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like an, in my mind a, a slight archive of history, as weird as that sounds. Um, I like to maintain it. Like when I'll do this for people if they have old video games that have been sitting around for a while, I'll say, "Hey, can you bring them in so I can clean them and try to like restore them and make them proceed so they play again?" Oh, because wow. to me preserving that type of history is fun i enjoy that like hey i couldn't get this video game to play or work like an old cartridge and then i can work on it and say oh yeah i got it or my console doesn't work anymore well bring it into me let me see what i can do i like doing that that's really fun that's yeah and i think that's, that's interesting cool. yeah, yeah that's cool so i'm really that's why i guess i'm into the idea of physical media because it will be here long after the server shut down for all of these old games like the wii was a perfect example uh, the Wii store shut down, and there's games that are lost. Um, the Castlevania Adventures remake for the Wii, which was the Game Boy game remade and added to, unless you have a Wii that that's downloaded on, there's no other way to get that game, and the servers are done, so you can't go buy it. You have to know someone who has a Wii or have a Wii yourself that has this game pre-installed and hope that Wii never breaks. So there's mm. things that get lost like that to history, which is sad when... You know, so that's why I'm big onto physical. And the less people that buy physical, the less demand there is for it. The less companies will do it, and then we'll move to all digital, and we'll you lose things. Yeah, losing because they'll be like old films, you know, yeah, because they yeah. weren't preserved mm -hmm. correctly. And now there's, there's, what, there was what years and years and years of films, hundreds and thousands of movies that have been lost, and television shows because they didn't know how to preserve the quality of it. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
awesome. I know it's a weird topic to get on. Sorry, no, but, yeah. no. <laughs> I buy digital games. Well, I'm going to sit here and complain about. <laughs> no, no, video video game news is always great. Uh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. I think we want to talk about some movies yeah. and perhaps and possibly explain what happened to a middle podcast that was recorded and now, just as you mentioned, it is lost forever in history. <laughs> yeah. So for our audiences out there, uh, uh, Nick and Eddie and myself, we joined together and we tried to create a podcast based upon jokers through through the ages it was cinematic a, a cinema, cinematic jokers through the ages where we uh, gathered together and we discussed uh having all of us having seen the recent joker mover we discussed um the actors portrayals of uh, representing this iconic batman villain and we've discussed them to a great length and we ranked them all and we discovered some things about ourselves yep. me mainly <laughs> and uh uh, unfortunately, as much as I tried to preserve the recover, recover the audio, the audio yeah. um, I even tried to after you had recovered it. I tried even yeah. more to see if we could get it to a state where you could actually listen, listen to, to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. yeah. Due to te- technical difficulties, it's it's not good, and uh, and the struggle is real. It's just yeah. you know uh, performing a podcast is difficult, and sometimes the equipment just doesn't hold yeah. up. Uh, so we're trying our best, and thank you for everybody for, for uh, dealing with uh, our audio qualities. I'm learning. Every time I do this, I'm learning. Um, so unfortunately, that podcast is gone. Yeah. Uh, but we do want to talk about movies and briefly talk about maybe perhaps the Joker. The Joker. We should yeah. talk about the Joker movie because the last podcast that people had, we talked about. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, and you uh-huh. hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. I was, I was. It was recommended to and me not Eddie, to see it. And Eddie I saw had it in seen theaters. it. And Eddie saw in, it in theaters. In theaters. Yeah. Yeah. In theaters yeah. Which yeah. was, a, I guess, a different experience, as you explained uh-huh. on the podcast. We won't go At too deep. I think so. I, mean, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it on yeah. television, but, but I like to think. Yeah, it's just a quick thing here. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think Joaquin Phoenix deserves the Academy Award for his portrayal, um, and just it was so good. He did. I don't know. There was just something about that movie where it was just so well done. I think his acting really boosted that movie a lot. And just just watching him lose his mind, it was just so well done. Like I've never I've never felt more emotion for the Joker as a character because usually the Joker is like, oh, he's cool, he's crazy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like that connection. Like, oh my god really no not this why is this happening to you no you could stop this like you never that connection with him he brought that to that character yeah, yeah. i have to say adding on to what you're saying nick it's yeah. it's it's we're seeing a different trend now where we're giving not as as we as we say as i'm saying it's, it's more of a hollywood they're, they're, we were giving villains a chance to tell their story mm-hmm. and in this instance we see arthur flex um, mm-hmm. drop into insanity and embracing yes. it uh, and becoming something, uh, an almost stable version of himself and realizing that his life is a comedy yeah. and it's not a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, so this movie was recommended me not to watch uh, due to its violence. Uh, I came across it and I saw the intro and I saw how Joaquin Phoenix was, was laughing and uh, I was, uh, my curiosity knows no bounds. I saw him laughing and I asked myself, what is he laughing at? And I had to know I had to know and so I started to watch it and I was enjoying it I was enjoying the movie um, the more I will say this really quickly that the more I felt the more I thought that the movie wasn't based in, in its com- comic book roots and I thought it was more of a realistic story the more I enjoyed it but as the more of, of the comic book roots did show themselves with mention of Bruce Wayne Thomas Wayne and Gotham itself I felt it took away. Nevertheless, I thought it was a great movie. Joaquin Phoenix did a fantastic job. Joaquin Phoenix, please come on the show. Please and come on the show. Please come on the show and, and talk with us about this movie or anything you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, The Matrix. I wanted The Matrix, the Matrix yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to say that, uh, the, just to point out that uh, Joaquin Phoenix did have a bit of a handicap, I want to say, is because he had... Uh, the ability to, you know, he had so many actors before him. Well, that wouldn't be a handicap. It would Not be a an handicap. advantage. An advantage, thank yes. you. An advantage. An advantage because he had so many uh, performers before him portray this iconic character 
And I, I imagine he probably, you know, was able to build off of that and create something even more. Think, but even then, now he he was in this movie. He's more Arthur Fleck than he is the he's, Joker. He's not the Joker still, in this movie. That's yeah. The, he that's, that's the, the beauty of it. At the end yeah. of it is yes. the fact that he plays the Joker for maybe two minutes in that whole movie. Yeah. Really, yeah. like uh-huh. yeah. And he does yeah. he does a fantastic job. Walking yes. Phoenix, you really really do. Yes, and you could. It's funny because if you go back and watch it again, you could see that the point. It's not when he comes on stage and paints his face does he become the Joker. No. It's about halfway through that conversation, and not even halfway. Right before the end of that conversation, when it finally clicks with him and he becomes the Joker and yeah. he's on that show, and that's when everything else happens. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about because I don't want to spoil it. And from that point on. He's the Joker, and he probably has less than 30 speaking lines as the Joker in that. Because yeah. everything else is his Arthur. And uh, I love that. And I know I know I want a sequel now. Like, at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I need a sequel. But no. then the more I thought about it, no. I need a sequel to see him play the Joker. No, no. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, we, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I, I don't think there should be a sequel. Because if, uh, if there was to be a sequel, it'd just be the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton. No, it Keen, wouldn't. The because... 1980? 89. 89? No, no, it wouldn't. It, it, it wouldn't be. It would be. It was no, because first of all, first of all, that's a different villain that becomes the Joker. That's a hitman who uh-huh. goes and actually shoots Thomas Wayne, not his indirect actions. Yeah. Two, I want to see him as the Joker right after this happens. Bruce Wayne is still a child. Bruce Wayne hasn't even fully become Batman yet. I want to see his rise to power as the Joker. What made him this crime boss and just the worst thing to happen to yeah, Gotham. Okay. I want to see what events he does that forces Bruce Wayne to become Batman. Yeah, I, I okay, agree. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So not really kind of like the other movies where there's a Batman. No, and then the Joker shows up. Yeah, you want to see the other. Yes, side I want of to see the other side of it. Following the Joker. Yes. and then seeing Batman appear yes. at some point. Yeah, maybe at the very end is when he decides, like, I now need to become Batman. Step I'm in, fine yeah, with okay. that. Just step in, or they allude to that. They don't even have to have him there. They just have to have some kind of like cue at the end, like. <laughs> Oh, look, a bat flies through the screen or something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't care how it happens, but I really want to see what he can do as the Joker because he hasn't been able to be the Joker yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's well, really Joaquin what I'm, Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin that's Phoenix. what I'm really See, but that's the thing, yeah. though. Is it, if that was the movie, is that really, you know, the Joker? Because the way that I've always seen it is I need Batman to be there to see how the Joker in, interacts with well, the Batman. Because it's always been that relationship, yeah, right? They, yeah, one, yeah, so yeah, if we're just watching the Joker again without the Batman and then, you know, at the end of the movie, he just kind of, like a subtle hint that, you know, yeah. he's coming, did we really I did. have the same experience of watching a Batman and Joker relationship? Well, I don't think this should be technically a Batman and Joker thing. I mean, this or is maybe more... maybe that's the, this the third is more, movie. Yeah, maybe the, the trilogy. <laughs> um I just think this is more of the finally the story of the Joker without uh-huh. having to rely on the on the bat being there. But this is where I find it difficult to, and this is why I kind of told you guys, you know, my rating of the Jokers. Yeah. Right. Because now I haven't seen none of the other Jokers being portrayed when they were just rising well, to this. That's not Joker level. Well, not necessarily. But right? Jack Nicholson's Joker. He does start off as the the mob guy. Yeah, he does start off as just a guy. And then turns into the Joker. It's a real quick. Does that happen quickly? Yeah, kind of quickly though, <laughs> extremely right? quick. It's like yeah. the first. It's within the first half of the first act of the movie, um, but you get to see that as where the uh, what you call it? the Heath Ledger one. They were we've t- we talked about this in depth on the podcast. Yeah. Unfortunately, no one will hear this. The Heath Ledger <laughs> one was the whole mystery of who is the Joker. He'll never tell you. You'll never know what the real story is. Why? How he became. And I, I think that was on purpose. That was done on yeah. purpose for that series. That's a much more dark, shroud series in general. The Christopher Nolan trilogy was. So yeah, yeah. And of course, there was uh, the Jared Leto uh, Joker. Oh wow! Which, why, I keep forgetting why, about that. Why, one. why, why, why <laughs> do you have to keep bringing this up? The Jared, Jared oh, why do we have to talk about this? So 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 Jared Leto was in the uh, Suicide Squad movies, oh, he and wasn't a Joker. there was. Um, there was little to no amount of really like effort. Uh, no, a screen time for him. <laughs> it was like very briefly in the movie. He didn't because it wasn't a Joker be, movie, yeah. right? It wasn't like no, a, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a yeah. Batman with Joker movie. Yeah, yeah, it um, was. It's a. Let's. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So we went into depth about all these in, in yeah. that podcast, and we won't we won't do them again now. Yeah. But uh, again, really, not to not to exclude you from the conversation, Eddie. Please mm-hmm. give us your impression of of Joker. 
Uh, I enjoyed it. Just pretty much the same feedback as you guys. Well, not like Rick's over here. Yeah. Where he, where he didn't like the Bruce the, Wayne. The, Thomas, yeah, the Bruce the, and Thomas Wayne thing. I, I enjoyed yeah, all that stuff. I, 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 I love that needed. that was there. Yeah. yeah. It was um, needed to drive the story to but, a conclusion. But, you know, the, I don't... I don't think we said this, but the interesting fact about the whole movie as well, from what I understood, was that it's also kind of hard to know what actually parts were real and which ones were kind of part of his imagination. Because I think the yeah. movie kind of reveals at parts. some point that yeah. there were some parts where he was actually making them up in his mind. Yeah. And some parts, you know, I guess could have been real or maybe the whole thing wasn't real. I kind of like no. that because they were saying at well, the end he's just in the... Like, he could have just been in the asylum the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? But I kind of like that. I kind of like that that's a possibility, but I think it's I don't think that's a possibility, but I do do like the fact that when they did the reveal of his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that whole thing was really cool, because that makes you question some other scenes. Like, did this really happen? But there's things I think had to have happened for him to be where he is. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the the violence in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was some violence that was actually kind of funny. (laughs) It made me laugh. I I chuckled and giggled in the theater. It was was shocking, but in a good way. Um, The the Johnny Carson, because that's what that show basically is, the Johnny Carson show scene, Uh um, how that ends... Not not the speech, but just the violence in that. How that scene ends was just... You knew something was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be that blunt and just glorious in its own sense for the word <laughs> of violence. Like, the way they portrayed it was just like, wow. Oh, it was just like, it was breathtaking, but like not in like a gasping, like, oh, it's beautiful. Like, breathtaking, like, I don't know how to react to that kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do enjoy the awkwardness and the uncomfortableness in that yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. That, that lady that was on there with him. Yeah. And uh, I think I think in, in the whole movie, there's like only three scenes where you actually see him open up his notebook. And and if he can look, there's there's a there's something pornographic that he had yes. like ribbed out and put in there yes. too. Where it's like yeah, he cut out every, pictures yeah. of porn magazines mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, and he had that in there. And like every yeah. time, every time he opened up the notebook. It was the, always the, on the one frame, of the pages. The frame, yeah, the way they, 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 they shoot that, I always uh-huh. liked that. It was always like really interesting because like I, you almost want to be like, I want to see what's in there. Like, yeah. What the things he wrote. So it's just the I also, I also like that because it, it, it just showed his madness too because I'm even wondering when he's opening it and looking at that, is actually the joke he says even written there yeah. or mm-hmm. is it what he interprets his scribbles on the page to yeah. actually be? And there's just things like that. And yeah. the, that... That and uh, I love the the whole dancing bit that he oh, does yeah. too. I like to think that the Notebook. I'm, I could be one hundred percent. Is your incorrect. favorite movie ever? <laughs> it, <laughs> the Notebook is your favorite movie. Oh, ever. Notebook is a great movie. I like I like to think I, now as, yeah. as I said uh, as uh, as I want to I want to be clear that I could be one hundred percent wrong on this, but I like to think that the Notebook and and the dancing was was all done by Walking Phoenix. But his inspiration of, of the character that he was portraying. I think the dancing. I don't know about that. the Notebook. That looks like a prop team did that based really? on direction. Personally, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd come on the show, we could find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the dancing, I think, was kind of like, hey, we need you to dance down these stairs. And that's how he felt as the character. I think I think the, the end part when he's when he's in Arkham and, and uh, you see him daunti- dancing down the hall and mm-hmm. you see the, the red footprints and he leaves behind, yeah. that, I think that's like, I think the, uh, I think the, the best form of his dancing I think it's just well. I think I think what it really does is it's slow mo. Yeah, I think it's just mm-hmm. yeah. It's just it's a really interesting yeah. shot and scene and just Walking Phoenix. It just does does it a great job. A, it's such a good movie. I just yeah. I'm also I would just like to say that I love the fact that we've gotten to a point where comic book character movies can now be considered art. It's not just for entertainment anymore. The Joker shows because he's been nominated. The movie's been nominated for an Academy Award. Like that's a huge step for this genre of movies that has always been looked upon much how science fiction movies are looked upon. You know, like they're not always taken serious. So that's mm. kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, any last thoughts about Joker? No, no, I think that's it. Okay, any other it, movies yeah. that we've seen? You see anything else? Um, I saw something on Netflix uh, with uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Oh the, about the, marriage? oh, the the marriage. Oh, what's the marriage it I've seen I, the commercial I for the that. Title of that. Yeah, it's also nominated. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. It looks good. I hear Adam Driver's amazing in it. Yeah, he's, he's a really, really good actor. Good. He's yeah. a really good yeah. actor. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed. I really yeah. enjoyed that uh, his yeah. acting on that one. It was it was okay. It was a good movie. Just a couple of things that I guess. I might have to rewatch it to try to understand really what's going on. 
but it's a, it's a good story. Mm, okay. Yeah, it gets it gets real pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny because I, I don't know how much I can, you know, I don't know if. if yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Please don't spoil it because I will. <laughs> okay. That is a movie yeah, I will yeah, it's see. Probably best oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say I don't. I don't mind, but uh, yeah, for, I mind. For, it's it's called an, an a marriage say. story. I think that's what. It yeah, is. marriage story. Marriage yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I I just remembered you saw Parasite. Yeah, I saw Parasite yesterday. Oh, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, I would like to talk about Parasite. What a great movie that okay. was. Uh, um, just for clarification, Eddie, Eddie, have you seen it? I have no, not seen I, it, I and I haven't heard of it. Okay, seen it. So. so Parasite's a foreign film. It's a Korean film. It's uh, done by the director who did The Host and Okja. And I don't know if you've seen either I of those movies. The Host either. is kind of a monster movie comedy uh-huh. um, that's from, I want to say, 10, 15 years ago. And Okja came out two years ago on Netflix. And it's a movie more so about the modern meat industry, and how society perceives the killing of animals for food. Uh Um, And it's a really good movie. It's on Netflix. If you get a chance, it's a really heartwarming story. And it it just, it takes just the the slaughterhouses and changes them into like, what about this lab-created creature who has to go through this? But it's it's just, it's a really good job. And this little girl and her her connection to one of these... um, hippo-like creatures that she calls Okja. That's the name of the creature. Um, So he directed this movie. And at first I was like, okay, I heard heard about it because people who've seen it talk about what a good movie it is. And then it's nominated for Best Picture of the Year. Probably won't win because foreign films tend not to win. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it won, I wouldn't be surprised because it is really good. And so I was like, oh, let me see the trailer. And you start the trailer and I was like, oh, let's see if I enjoy this. And the trailer really sells you on the movie. The idea of the movie, it's about a Korean family who who's trying to fit into, who's poor, who's trying to fit into upper class Korean society. Oh, But about halfway okay. through the movie, the movie changes into something different. Yeah. It changes from one movie to another movie. Okay. For the better. And you're just like, what's going on? And it's weird because... I watch. I do like foreign films. I try to watch as many as I can, uh, especially the the really good ones. Very few times in foreign films have I come out of a foreign film like, man, the acting and that was good because of the language barrier. This one, the acting was so good, even <laughs> though I'm just reading dialogue and it was a well written movie, clever. Um, it's just, it's just a really cool story, and it was just. It's not. When I started, it's not where I expected I would end with that okay. movie, and it, I just liked it. Is and this I, the one where this family works for like a rich, a rich family? Yes. Family? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I well, they're not I, white family; they're another oh, Korean just family. Another Korean? Yes, okay. a rich Korean family. So I think uh, I have just, heard about this. Just Actually, a brief overview. It, it starts yeah. off with the son getting a job as the English tutor for the daughter. Okay. And then okay. everything else that goes along with it is just yeah. It gets better. And better. It gets better and better, <laughs> and just by the end of the movie. You're just like wow. Like I just I just remember ending ending that movie and just being like wow. I really enjoyed that. I just I just it was so mm-hmm. yeah. You said is that one, is this one available on Netflix now? Or, no, no. Or this is on this on demand. On, on demand. Okay. Yeah. So this is on demand right now. If you get a chance to watch it, it is a really good movie. Um, it's not what you expect it's going to be. I think I actually like it better than the Joker, and I was big on the Joker winning the Academy Award for Best Picture. Uh, but I like this movie a lot, even though I, I know it has no chance. Um, to, okay. <laughs> to, yeah. Uh, have you seen any movies, Rick? Uh, I was just thinking right now, um, funny enough, uh, uh, I, I've seen it a, a thousand times, and I, it's one of my favorites, but recently my wife watched it for the first time, was Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> so <laughs> I was yeah. I was enjoying watching that with her, and she'd never seen it before, and it's it's uh, I like that movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I don't think I've seen anything recent. I think maybe the most recent movie I've seen was Joker. Okay. Oh, okay. And it, which yeah. was uh, Well, at December, least you've seen, at least you've seen one of the movies that? that's, uh, it came out when late, come out? late yeah. December late on December. digital. Which one? On, the the Joker? Joker? on digital, Joker? on VOD. Yeah. You were yeah. able to watch it. Yeah. It came out in October for in the, the, wow, in the okay. theater. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. But it was like October 11th. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I, okay. Well, okay, so so going from <laughs> to October. To be exact. <laughs> uh, that's, that is the most recent movie I've seen. Is well, at least you've October. seen one of the movies that's nominated for this year's Academy Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I've seen, I haven't seen all of them. I'm missing three, I believe. A Marriage Story. I haven't seen. Uh, 1917. I haven't seen. I haven't and seen Jojo Rabbit. I haven't seen. I want to see Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Interesting. It's another yeah. one with Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a movie that takes place during World War II. Yeah. 
And it's about a little boy in Nazi Germany who's part of the Hitler Youth Movement who has an imaginary friend who is actually Hitler, and it's a comedy. And oh, wow. I know the premise of the movie is he's, you know, he's raised in this way thinking that Jewish people are evil, and he meets a Jewish girl around his age, and they it kind, of, world, kind of... It changes his world. It kind uh, of blows his mind, like, wait, you're supposed to be evil, and uh, that's where the movie goes, and I don't know much more about oh, it beside wow, that. Yeah. Okay. But it's supposed to be hilarious and funny. It's a really good satire movie about the okay. whole Nazi movement. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, that one, that's one of those ones I want to see, and I do want to see a Marriage Story, another Scarlett Johansson film. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think I have anything... Uh, you know what did, did, did come out recently I wouldn't mind watching I know you recommend it and I know you love is Adam's Family oh the Adam's Family yeah I like yeah. that movie oh, uh, I haven't so seen fun. it I know it's available on demand now yeah. or digital I'm a big Adam's Family fan so I just really enjoyed the movie I like what they did with the characters I like the story let me just put it this way um, I, over the weekend I watched Adam's Family and in October I watched Adam's Family Values and Adam's Family multiple times the original Raul Julia um, Jessica Lange uh, Christopher Chris, Lloyd, Lloyd Christopher Lloyd uh, movies uh, Christina Ricci mm-hmm. sorry Pugsley can't remember your name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Lurch jo- Joan uh, Joan Joan Cusack in the Cusack, second one yeah, yeah. Um, I watched those and it was just funny because this Adams Family came out and it was refreshing because this is not a story about Fester Adams because both Adams Family movies are stories about Fester Adams, oh, which is fine. Okay. I like them. The one he comes back, can't remember, he's the brother. The other one, he finds the Black Widow wife. And it's all surrounded around Fester and his poor mistakes. It's so it's so odd because, like, and then, like, even the old Nintendo game was around, yeah. around Fester. Fester, all the games, well, except for Pugsley, but that was off of the cartoon. There's a Pugsley's game, a Pugsley game on the Super oh, yeah? Nintendo, but that's oh. based off of the cartoon, hmm. the Adams Family cartoon from the 90s. Uh, but this one was good because it was the it was a story I wanted to see about the Adams family, about the Adams family being accepted into society, into a world. So it was about the family and how people thought they were different and weird. Instead of that was kind of always the subtext in all of the Adams in the other two Adams family movies was it was about Fester's adventures really, and people didn't like them. But this one focused on that, so that's why I like this one. And it was just a good story. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. You gotta step up your game, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if I can ever find the time, yeah. I, watch it. Watch, watch it with the kids. It's a it's a family friendly movie. Okay, yeah, it is. It cool. definitely is. There's nothing in there that's like, oh man. I don't think that they've ever. I don't think they've ever seen or shown them. I I, I we haven't watched the movies, and I I, yeah. I forgot about the old the old cartoon. I used to watch the old cartoon mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think they've ever seen any kind of mention of it. And the old show. I used to watch the old oh, show. I love the old show. I, yeah, I used to yeah. watch the old show. When yeah, I was like, it's yeah. it's one of those things where it took me a long time to realize I like Adam's Family more than I ever liked the Munsters, and I love the Munsters, oh, yeah, <laughs> but I like Adam's yeah. Family more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, one one episode always sticks out in my mind from the old show was when uh, it cousin it um, they they put marbles in cousin it's mouth and he was able to talk oh normal yeah, yeah talk normal yeah. yeah and i always thought that was so weird that they put marbles <laughs> yeah. in, in, in oh that's that that'll one thing i will say the only weird thing about the adams family movie now that you bring up cousin it is cousin it is voiced by snoop dogg oh and it's it's wow cool <laughs> it's strange because it's exactly how you think huh. it's gonna go but until it happens you're like i wonder how they're gonna do this yeah, because you and then they do it, and you're like, "That's exactly how I imagine this happening." Wow, how yeah. how do you think that? How how did that happen? Do you think Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg approached them, or do you think they approached Snoop Dogg? They had to approach Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg you goes think- to no one. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg's his own man. Wow, yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Uh, so. Any other movies? No. Any other topics? No, I can't think of anything else that. No, no okay. just all that recent stuff was yeah. the games and the yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was pretty good then. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for everybody for for enjoying this latest episode of Retro Lunch Break the podcast. Uh, please, uh, if you're watching this on on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. Every little uh, bit helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, and in case if you ever want us to talk, to talk about something, please comment and we'll yeah. see if we can work it in there. Oh yeah. If there's a if there's something out there that you want to hear us talk about or want us to bring up mm-hmm, to hear our mm-hmm. opinions on we would love that kind of input um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, yeah Nick is a big fan of Nintendo yes uh, Eddie is a big fan of, of Microsoft I myself am a big fan of RPGs mm-hmm. we can we can work off of that I love movies <laughs> you love movies long walks on the movies. beach <laughs> and the Matrix <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice awesome alright so thank you very much for, for joining us and for Retro Lunch Break I'm Rick I'm Nick I'm Eddie 
Thanks. Bye. Bye. Retro Lunch Break.